the non-microwave truth. It's me, C.L. Whiteside. We are still in those early stages. For some people, they would call it awkward stages, but I don't believe in awkward moments. It's only awkward if you allow it to be awkward. And I do like trying to create awkward moments for other people. It's funny to see them squirm and, and move around. And Oh my gosh, this is so awkward. It's really not awkward, though. But give you some random facts about myself. Feel free to share these with me as well. Your favorite color. What is your favorite color? Mine would happen to be green, but to wear is red. Random fact number two. I've written a book called Champ Talk. Random fact number three. And I want you to think about this as well. What's your favorite TV show? Now, I don't watch too much TV, but if I do have some time, Law & Order SVU. That claims the number one spot for me. Now, let's get into it. Let's get into the first world problem that we have today. And remember, first world problems aren't really problems. These are just things that kind of show you the way that I think. And I'm not even sure how I thought about this one, but I did. And the first world problem today is, did Adam and Eve get musty or stink before they sinned? So before the fall of man, did they ever get musty? What do you think? Remember, you can tell me what you think. Send me a message on Instagram or Twitter, championlife23. Yeah, but I say no. I say no because they were perfect and their body probably was perfectly breaking down. And did they even sweat? It had to be like a perfect temperature dude, too, didn't it? I don't know, though. Tell me what you think. What are your thoughts? And I'm going to actually give you a hygiene tip with this, too. If you smell better, you usually look better. You're like, what? If you smell better, you usually look better. I don't know why. I guess I should say it makes you look more attractive or it makes you more attractive because attractive doesn't always have to be in the eyes. Sometimes it can be in the nose. So did Adam and Eve get musty and stink before the fall of man? Let me know what you think. And next up, it's dinner time. Something that's been on my mind has been, when did this cancel culture begin? And people started saying this person is done or they're dead to me. I, I just don't get it. Um, and what makes cancel culture intriguing is that if you aren't angry, like the majority of people are also angry, and you're not saying this person should be dead or I'm done listening to them or I, I actually forgive them, but it's like... You get canceled, too. So you can't forgive somebody and want to move on and not want to dwell on it your entire life. Is, is that the social media effect or, or what is that? And I'm probably so cautious and slow because people rush to judgment too fast without all of the facts. And a lot of times I just don't care enough. And even more than that, I, I realize that we all need forgiveness from some of our stupidity. And I got together with a couple of friends this past week, and we just kind of talked about some of the stupid things that we put on social media. Does it count if it's 10 years ago? Does it count if it's five years ago? When does it stop counting or does it always count? I'm not the same person that I was 10 years ago. I'm not even the same person I was a couple months ago, I, I would like to say. And just looking at this, this reminded me when I was on Facebook, you know how they have the 
the memories pop up and it shows you a, a picture or a post. And I had a stupid post. I mean, this is this is minor, though, but it said in the Bible, it says. If you don't use the talents that you're giving, you're sinning. So every day I tell my coach he's sinning. I was in college when I posted that. And what I was doing for those who didn't who didn't catch it. I was taking a shot at my coach for not giving me the playing time that I wanted. And it's like, man, I, I needed a journal or something. I needed to sit down. And when I go on social media sometimes, I can't help but notice how many people are like hurting and need a journal. And it's like, you really don't need to be telling this into the entire world. And then we also have those people who think things are funny that really aren't funny. It's like, you just need to sit down somewhere. But when do we give people a break? And this, um, this leads us into our, our lesson or quotes for today, which is, we have to allow people room to change. And what I want to look at or what I want to really think about today is how do you get the most out of people? Like, how do you get the most change? Like, like what do you really want the world to be? And for me personally, I, I want it to be different. And what, what, we, what we're going to look at today is how you can't microwave change. We're looking at Jonah today. And you don't have to be biblical, but what, what's, what's intriguing about Jonah is, was he about getting the most change or was he about getting a, a consequence? Jonah's mission was to go talk to a city that he could not stand and detested. And the catch was, if this city actually changed and listened to him, they would avoid the consequence of getting destroyed. And what you have to understand is this would be like if you had a hate crime committed towards you, that you have to go talk to a group of people who have committed a hate crime, and your goal is to get them to change and possibly get a lesser sentence in prison. Or this is like a woman who has been abused by boyfriends or, or a husband, and now she's going to talk to a, a bunch of male chauvinist pigs to try to get them to change their ways. Now, I want you to just think about this. If, if you couldn't relate to either one of those, think about the most hurtful thing someone or a group of people has done to you. You got it in mind? Now, what do you want initially? Initially, I want, yes, punishment. And what Jonah understood is that there was a chance that he could go talk to these people and they could actually change. But God said if, if the people don't change, they're going to get a consequence. And their consequence was to be destroyed. So Jonah wrestled with this. He wrestled with, is a consequence better than change? And revenge and consequences, he had to think about it. Is that more important than the change that he wants? And like all of us, what do we want? We want both. But you can't microwave this. You can't microwave the punishment and get a guaranteed change. That would be the easy route, right? So with Jonah being instructed to go talk to the city of Nineveh, Nineveh was a wicked, evil city. I want you to think about the things that you detest. They were racist. They were arrogant. They were evil. They were the thing that you hate the most. And Jonah had that question. Do I allow these people to get that huge punishment which in this case would be to get destroyed and they would stay the same. Obviously they would just be destroyed or he was afraid that they would get no punishment, but you actually see the change. <laughs> now, what did Jonah pick? He picked what a lot of us would have picked at first. He picked running away. So when God told him to go to the city of Nineveh, he hopped on a boat and actually went the opposite direction. Now on this boat, a storm that is just so bizarre and reckless happened. 
And the people on that boat were like, this is not some normal storm. This is something from a higher power. Like something's not right. Like somebody on here that's not supposed to be on here. So they cast lots. The lots landed on Jonah and they realized that Jonah wasn't supposed to be on there. And Jonah admitted this. And they did what I, what I would have done. They threw Jonah off the boat. Now, Jonah gets swallowed by a fish. Yep, crazy. And while he's in this fish's belly, you ain't got nothing but time and time to think. And he prays to God and, and God instructs him again. to like, Jonah, you can't run away from your mission, my man. You need to do what I'm telling you to do. So Jonah prays. Jonah gives in and says, all right, I will go to the city of Nineveh. I don't know why. I don't think you should do this, Lord. I don't think you should be compassionate to them. I don't think you should give them a, a chance to change, but I will do it. Now, a side note that I just want you to think about. I'm guessing no one in Nineveh thought that they were really bad. Like what they were doing was the, the norm there. And normal in our society doesn't make it good. And this is just like our American culture and society. And a lot of times why people don't want to forgive is they look at people and say, man, they should know better. And it's like, nah, sometimes you have to tell people I need reminders. You need reminders. Now, I kind of went off on a little tangent, but, but back to the story. So Jonah gives in and he goes and he talks to the city of Nineveh. He tells them to repent. He tells them to change their evil and wicked ways. And guess what the people did? They did exactly what Jonah was worried about. They changed. The king of that, that city issued a decree. He sat in sackcloth, which is kind of like um, punishing himself. Um, and he said, let's not eat or let's not drink. And he wanted to fast and he wanted to try to get right with the Lord. And he changed. And instead of God destroying them, he forgave them. The people changing and God's response being compassionate made Jonah feel some type of way. He was mad. And I want you to think about it like this. Have you ever been mad at God because you look at people that you like, man, they are so evil, but they seem to be getting so blessed. So when you heard this story, who did you relate more to? Do you relate more to Jonah or do you relate more to the city of Nineveh? Like, are, what, do you, what do you think you are? Are you an evil person? Are you wicked? And I just got to remind you, and this is I'm, th I'm in the same boat. All of us are Nineveh to someone. All of us have a wicked side. Aside that someone would say we're evil or hatred or prejudice or selfish. And a lot of times we want to say, I'm not that bad. I'm not as bad as her or him. And even if we don't do, even if we do nothing at times, that sometimes is a problem. Now think about this. You did something wrong, but you are shown compassion and grace and mercy. When it's given to me, it's all good. It's okay. It's awesome. But when it goes towards someone else, we're angry. So when I get that grace and mercy, it's hallelujah, praise the Lord. But when you see somebody else getting grace and mercy, especially someone who has wronged you, you're like, why would God do that? And especially in those moments, we want to be the counselor, the judge, and the executioner. But we don't have the right to. And that's exactly what Jonah wanted. He wanted that right. And for some reason, we feel as though if that person experienced the same pain or similar pain, that would make us feel better. Or get them to change. But in reality, that behavior or that way of thinking still can continue. It's like if you pull a weed up, another weed pops up eventually. And especially when you want revenge, it just causes a war of divisiveness. With revenge, revenge is war and there is no peace. And sometimes we have to understand, especially in the case of someone getting destroyed and them not changing, is it just 
causes a crazy cycle. Figuratively and literally, it causes a cycle. And the caution, of course, is just that we don't want to be obsessed with the consequence or revenge because that causes us to change for the worse. If I think a consequence is going to fill every void and make everything right, I'm going to be sadly mistaken. It takes more than that. And when you hold on to that and you have that hatred in your heart or you want that consequence so bad, you can be in, you can end up becoming just like the people that we detest and that we cannot stand. So I want to leave you with with three points today and just seeing Jonah. Jonah wanted a consequence more than he wanted people to change. But ultimately, we want change. Because we don't want a crazy cycle to continue. So the first point is this. Don't be so set on a punishment and consequence that we forget what's best for everyone really is change. And this is something that Jonah forgot. Just because we don't see a punishment or consequence or it's not exactly what we want doesn't mean that that person is not getting punished. Because punishment and consequences can look different in all cases. And in Jonah's case and in a lot of times our case, we wanted to look that a specific way. But like I said, we aren't the counselor, the judge, and the executioner. It's about being concerned about change. And we have to allow people room to change. We cannot microwave the process of people changing. Second point I want to leave you with. And I know some of us are in denial. And I like to think of myself as a, as a good person. But we are all the city of Nineveh to someone. Or we have at least been the city of Nineveh at times. And don't forget about the grace, mercy, and love that we have been given. Now, now think of a person that has shown you grace, mercy, and love. I can think of a number of people. And most of all, I can think of God. And his son dying on the cross and all the grace and mercy and love that he's shown me and all of the things that I would tell you about. But I don't have enough time for that stupid stuff that I've done. It's like, man, I've been blessed. I, I got a lot of grace, mercy and love shown to me. Third and final thing is that Jonah acted on his feelings and we don't have to be a product of our feelings. What I mean by that is Jonah didn't feel like the people should be forgiven. So he did the exact opposite and he ran from his mission. We don't have to give in to our feelings. Like Jonah didn't feel like going to confront or preach to those people. But ultimately, God had to do some redirecting. He followed his mission. So I just want you to think about this. Who today needs that undeserving grace, mercy, and love in your world? This is the Non-Microwave Truth, a Time of Grace production. And if you like it or love it, Share it with one of your friends. Tell them about the podcast. Sharing is caring. I'd appreciate it greatly. And don't forget, you can hit me up on Instagram or Twitter. My handle is championlife23. I would love to hear from y'all and get some feedback. Let me know what you're thinking. Peace punch, Captain Crunch. Stay no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I'm out.